Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. He says, you know, I love the, the presence of the Lord. You know, this is awesome. If you, you can be seated if you can, but I love the presence of the Lord. This is why you were created. I want you to look at me. This is why you were created, was for his presence. Yeah, you were created for his presence. Yeah, you were created for his presence. You know, if there was anything I could say to you that I, that I would love to see happen in your life in 2018 is that you would become more dependent upon the presence of the Lord. I, if that, yeah, I, I, I would say if there's anything that you need in 2018 is to become dependent upon Him, to be aware of His glory, to, to you could you can walk into a room and, and and know that God's there, that you can you know that you're carriers of His presence. You can walk in to a room and and it, it might be filled with with tragedy or hopelessness or despair, but but there's there's something in you. There's a there's a tangible presence of the Lord on your life that when you walk into that that room, that the atmosphere begins to change, that there's, there's something physical, there's something tangible that begins to happen when you walk into the room. Yeah, that's possible. That's absolutely possible. It's possible. It's New Testament life. It's the, it's the book of Acts. It's, it's spirit-filled living, that there's something tangible. God, I want, I want people to see something tangible on my life. I don't want to just be a preacher that, that, that gives cool whip hope. I want, I want the meat. I want the substance. I want the substance of his presence. I want the substance of his anointing. I want the substance of his goodness. I want the tangible reality of his joy. I don't want just a concept of his joy. I don't want just a concept. Does anybody hear me this morning? I don't want just a concept of something, a good information. I want the real. I want, I, if he says that I can be filled with joy in his presence, there's pleasure evermore, then I want joy. If his, if his word says that I can be filled with peace, then yeah, I want, I want the peace of the Lord that guards my mind and keeps me in Christ. I want the love of God that, that perfects me and changes me. I want the tangible. If that means that he says that his, his refiner's fire has to come and burn off some rough edges, then burn, baby, burn. Let the tangible fire burn on my life. Whatever it is, Lord. I don't want to just talk about it. I want, I want the Word of God. I don't know about you. I want the Word of God. I want to, I want to take a look today at the, at the, the power, the person of the Holy Spirit. I want to, I just want to look at the, at the, at the emblems or the signs of the Holy Spirit that we see in Scripture. I don't know how far I'll get, but we'll just, we'll jump in. But you know, when we talk about, when you look in the Word of God, and and it, it talks about the the signs and the symbols, the types and the shadows of the Holy Spirit. For example, when when the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being water, or or like water, or like a fountain, or like a river, it's not for us to sit back and say, oh, oh the oh the river. Look at the river. You know, look how. 
how nice it flows and how powerful it is. No, when we talk about the water and the rain and the, the river, it means it's time to get wet. It's, it's time not just to sit back and talk about his characteristics, but to, to involve ourselves in and, and make ourselves get into the place of his presence and tell ourselves, self, you're not going to be self-driven uh, uh, by sin and your carnal nature. You're not going to walk according to your old lust and sinful desire. But, but when we talk about the Holy Spirit being like a mighty rushing river, then I want to step in. I want to get in to the, the uncrossable. I want to get in over my head. Yeah, it might, it might start out for you like a, like, like a little drip around the ankles. You might find yourself, I'm not so sure about this, Pastor. I'm not so sure about stepping into a mighty rushing river of his power. I've never experienced that before. Maybe you're here today and you're like that. You've never experienced the mighty power of his river. You've never experienced the, the mighty rushing waters of his presence. So step in. So just step in and get ankle deep and, and experience it and let it increase. Don't, don't step in and step out and say, oh, that's, I don't know about this. Just step in and, and, and let it increase. Let the river just begin to come up or, around your knees and around your waist and take you in Ezekiel 47 in over your head. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to jump in today. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. First off, the Bible tells us he's like a dove. In Matthew chapter 3, we see the picture of the dove. This wonderful person of the Holy Spirit comes as a dove. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16, it says, When he had been baptized. Everybody say, when he had been baptized. Jesus got baptized. Jesus was baptized. And what happened when he was baptized? You know, Jesus never baptized anyone because he was, he was our heavenly baptizer. It was, a, it was a shadow of things to come. He was our heavenly baptizer, the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. And so when Jesus was baptized, what happened? Jesus came up out of the water and behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw who? He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And suddenly a voice from heaven came saying, This is my beloved Son and whom I'm well pleased. Jesus was, was baptized. He had this, this covering of the Holy Spirit that came upon him. How God anointed. That's what the, uh, uh, the Bible says in Acts 10 at Cornelius. Says, how, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah, the, the Spirit of God came upon Jesus at his baptism. He was baptized. The sign of the dove came upon Jesus. In Genesis 1-2, we see this, this picture of the dove again. You say, I don't remember that in Genesis. Let me read it for you. It says, the earth was without form, and it was void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and what? The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. This word for hovering over the face of the waters is, is the Hebrew word to picture like a, like a dove would hover, would brood over its young. The, in other words, that even in creation, God spoke, the word was released, and the Holy Spirit of God was hovering, was brooding over the, the waters of the deep, creating the very thing that God had spoke. 
So the Holy Spirit was involved in creation. He came and he stirred. He flapped his wings. He was hovering like a dove over the face of the deep and releasing creativity, releasing the word of the Lord over creation and creating. We see the same thing happen with, with Mary. Remember, remember Mary? Here's Mary, this young girl. Does anybody remember Mary? Okay, just making sure. I didn't know if I'd lost you somewhere. Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 35, you want to put that up. But, but Mary, this young girl, was, was just minding her own business. She was betrothed to be married. She had no intention, no plan of becoming the mother of Jesus. But lo and behold, God what? He put his finger on Mary and said, I choose you. Have you ever had that happen? Have you had that happen today where you were just minding your own business, going about your sinful carnal ways, going about your old life, and God put his finger on you and said, you're mine. I've chosen you. And the Holy Spirit begins to work in you. The Holy Spirit begins to reveal the truth of the word of God to you. That's what happened to Mary. God put his finger on her and the Holy Spirit, what? Says overshadowed her. That word overshadowed to envelop in. It's the same word that was used on the Mount of Transfiguration when the glory cloud came. Woo! Yeah, the glory cloud came upon upon Mary. <laughs> Woo! The glory cloud came upon Mary. And the Holy Spirit began to incubate on the inside of her the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one. I want to tell you today, let the Holy Spirit, the glory cloud, come and overshadow you today. Let him begin to incubate on the inside of you. Let him begin to birth on the inside of you, a new hope, a new joy, a new determination, new vision, new gifts, new, it is an unprecedented year, a year of things you've never seen before, things you've never heard before. Let the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost birth in you new things. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. He's birthing. Uh, you, you, whoa, whoo. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to birth new things in you. I, I wish you could see. I, I hope you can see what I'm saying this morning. I hope you can see what I'm saying this morning. That glory cloud. That glory cloud, yeah, it's thicker than the fog. It's more powerful than the fog could ever be. It's, a, it's tangible. It's the glory of the Lord. When he begins to move on you, he begins to overshadow you. It's the same word. It's the same concept. When Jesus, in Luke 24, I love this, in Luke 24, what did he tell him? Don't leave Jerusalem until you've received the promise of the Father. You will be what? He uses the word endued is how it translates. Endued with power. You will be clothed from on high is what that means. You will be clothed, overshadowed. The Holy Spirit wants to come and clothe you, endue you, overshadow you, fill you, saturate you, and birth in you new things. Oh yeah, you can, you can be fine and dandy where you're at. You can be comfortable where you're at. You might be miserable where you're at. I won't ask you for a raising of the hands who's miserable. You know, your, your spouse or somebody nearby you might elbow you. You might be miserable this morning. You might be absolutely miserable where you're at. You might feel stuck. 
You might feel hemmed in and trapped by life. But I'm telling you today, Mary might have been hemmed in by her circumstances, but the Holy Spirit still overshadowed her, still birthed in her something supernatural that she could never dream of or imagine in herself. Yeah, go go read Mary's 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 song before the Lord. How God chose me, the the woman, the this this woman not worthy of of all that God's doing. He chose me, and I've become become the most fortunate woman on earth. Yeah, God wants to take your circumstance, your situation, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. He wants to take it and make you sing the song, I'm the most fortunate person on earth. God, look look at me. God's chosen me. Yeah, life might be going down the tube really quick. Things might be happening, but my God is able to supply all of my needs. The Holy Spirit is overshadowing me. The Holy Spirit is clothing me and making all things. Things new. Hallelujah. Yeah, so let him overshadow you today. Let him, let him come and clothe you today and birth something new in your life. And then there's, there's the dove in Genesis 8. We're going to move on. The character, some of the characteristics of the dove. He's mothering. He's nurturing. Isaiah 66 says, as a mother, comfort, so I will comfort you. Maybe you need comfort this morning, like we've been talking about. You need the comfort of the Lord. You've just been in a, in a hard place. Let the, let the dove, let the Holy Spirit, the dove of the Spirit come and, and brood. Let him hover over you. Let him stir up the creativity of God in you again. You know, sometimes... Sometimes we, we forget to dream. Sometimes life brings us to a place where we forget to see the possibilities. We lose faith. We, we, the busyness, the craziness of life gets us sidetracked. We become like Mary. We're busy about whatever we're doing. And we need the Holy Spirit to come and overshadow us and stop us in our tracks. And let the glory of the Lord become real in us again. Have you, lost, have you lost your awe of the glory this morning? Have you lost your awe for the dove this morning? Have you lost your, your fear, the, the reverence, the awe of his glory, of his presence? You know, Jesus, you know, that moment, what a, what a moment that must have been at Jesus' baptism where the dove came and the voice spoke. You know, it takes us again, it takes us back to the transfiguration where the glory came, the cloud of his glory came, and from, from the cloud there was a voice. You know, it's, it's those moments of with, with the Lord where we're shut in, we're wrapped up in him, we're frapped up, we're wrapped up in his love, and, and his glory comes that we have that, that moment of clarity. That moment where we begin to see the, the direction and the vision and the purpose of the Lord again. Does anybody hear what I'm saying this morning? If you've gotten sidetracked today, maybe life has sidetracked you. Maybe, you, maybe you've gotten off, off the grid somewhere. You've blipped off the radar spiritually, and you're out in no man's land somewhere. You've lost sight. You've lost vision. Allow the Holy Spirit today to come and overshadow you. Let the dove of his presence come and stir up creativity in you again today. See things, see, see things differently today. Hallelujah. He's like a wind. He's like a breath. The pneuma, the breath, the rushing wind of God. 
the breath of God. John 20, verse 22, and when he said this, he breathed on them, received the Holy Spirit. Get man, woo, can you imagine Jesus standing, the, the risen Lord, the, the crucified one who was no longer in a tomb, standing there, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, yeah, was being breathed on them, regeneration happening, the spirit of God happening right there in that moment, walking, I mean, walking through the walls, one thing, but then that, the breath, the breath of the spirit. I mean, he got their attention when he walked through the wall, but he, he had them at hello, you know? He had them when he walked in the room. But, but that moment of intimacy, that moment of intimacy when whew, received the Holy Ghost changed everything. Changed everything. John 3, 8, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from. So it is everyone who's born of the Spirit. Now, we don't always know where the wind is blowing or what he's doing, but, but when you begin to step into the flow of the Spirit, when you begin to recognize the Spirit of God in your life, when you begin to dive into his presence, you can begin to be sensitive to his leading and his direction. Much like you would know the direction of the wind, you can, you can be sensitive to the the direction of the wind. You can ignore the wind. You know, sometimes you can't ignore it. Sometimes he comes like a hurricane. Sometimes the Holy Spirit comes in like a hurricane. Sometimes, you know, has any, anybody besides my wife and I been in a hurricane? Sometimes, you know, you get into those hurricane the moments with the Spirit of the Lord. But, but then there's times where you and I just have to be people who are walking in the Spirit. We're sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. And, and when He changes direction, we're quick to follow. When He leads us, we're quick to follow. We're not contrary to the wind. We're not contrary to the breath of God. But we're led by it. This isn't a competition to see how long you can stay out from under how long you can stay out from under the, 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 the influence of the Spirit. You know, it's funny. People, you know, I'll just reference this. Sometimes people will come down on the altar and say, I'm a, you're not going to push me over, Pastor. Great, I don't want to push you over. But, but this isn't a competition to see how long can you stay standing before God has to knock you off your feet. God, I want to be sensitive to the Spirit. And if I end up on the floor, great. If I laugh, great. If I cry, whatever, it doesn't matter. I just want to be sensitive to the Lord. I want to I know him. I want to be led by him. Yeah, he's, he's a wind that directs us. Get your sails up. <laughs> get your sails up. What does is, what is the sails of the ship do? How, do they, how does the, how's the ship get directed? He's got to get the sails up and the wind blows. And what happens? The ship is steered. you got to get your sails up and let the Holy Spirit begin to energize you. Let the Holy Spirit begin to energize your life. Yeah, can we just do that? Just lift your hands with me this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, just Holy Spirit, come and energize us. Give us, give us supernatural power. Give us supernatural insight. Give us creativity. Lord, we, we need the Holy Spirit of God. We need the, the Spirit of the Lord blowing, breathing into us new life life every day. We need the fresh wind, fresh breath, fresh breathing of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. In my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, the same Spirit, Romans 8, 11, if the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit. 
He'll quicken you. He'll quicken you. He'll give you direction. He'll lead you. He'll empower you. The breath of the Spirit of God, the same breath that breathed into the nostrils of Christ and raised him up out of that tomb, that same wind, that same breath can breathe through your life and empower you. Yeah, that breath makes us into a new creation. We were dead in our trespasses. We were sinners, and the Holy Spirit comes and breathes life into us. He makes us alive to Christ. He regenerates us and renews us, makes us new. How many of you remember when you got born again? Maybe some of you this morning need to get born again. That's awesome. But how many of you remember when the breath of the Spirit of God came and breathed life into you? There is a difference. There is a life change. Why? There was new wind blowing in you. You had the stench of, the, of this world breathing through you. You have the stench of carnality moving in your lungs. It's like the smoker's lung. You were filled with the smoke and the stench of this life. And the Holy Spirit came and gave you new lungs. He gave you heavenly lungs. You could breathe the atmosphere of heaven. You could take in the, the very atmosphere of his presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, he makes, he's making all things new in you today. He's making all things new in your life. If, if you feel stuck, just take it. You need to get in a, what are those things, those big, remember those big iron lungs? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You get in those big iron lungs and they, they overdose you with O2 to get the oxygen in you and get the impurities out. Sometimes we need to get into the iron lung of the Holy Spirit. We need to move in and let, let the oxygen of heaven begin to oxygenate our life, to get out the impurities, to begin to cause the impurities and all the garbage of this life to burp out of us. You know, I, I can't tell you, you know, how many times people say to me, well, you know, as soon as I started pursuing God and really becoming passionate for God, allowing the Holy Spirit to move in my life, all these issues started coming out of me. Dirt, yeah. That's what, that's what we want. That's what you need. As you begin to incubate in His presence, those things come out of you. He's perfecting you and changing. Don't run from that. Don't run from that. You need that. I need that. We need the, cha the transforming work of the Spirit of God in our lives. And that's how that happens. You incubate in His presence and things begin to change. The Holy Spirit's like water. 1 Corinthians, they all ate. 1 Corinthians 10. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. There was a water flowing. There's, I, I'm telling you, there's still water flowing for you and I today. There is a heavenly drink. There's, there's a heavenly water, a heavenly drink that you and I can begin to drink from that will, that will satisfy you and leave you longing for more. There's a, there's a, there's a heavenly beverage. You don't have to drink of the beverage of the world. <laughs> you don't have to drink the, the, the intoxication of the world. You can drink of his presence and be fully satisfied. You can drink of his goodness and be changed. Yeah, the, 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 the water. John 7, Jesus stood up on the last day and the great day of the feast. You know, they're pouring out their, their drink offerings, a water drink offerings for, for this sacrifice, for this feast. And in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the feast and all that's happening, Jesus stands up in the middle of all of them. If anyone's thirsty, 
Is anyone thirsty this morning? If anyone's thirsty, if anyone's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And out of his belly, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Not just a trickle. There will be a river. There's a powerful river of living water that can flow through you and I. Yeah, rivers, rivers, even in desert places, even in in dry lands, there can be a river flowing from you. Life can be crazy, but in the middle of that craziness, there's a river that's flowing out of you and I. In the middle of this earth, in the the middle of this barren land where we are yet pilgrims on on a journey into a heavenly home, there is a river that's flowing, a river of delight, waters of delight in the presence of the Lord. Yeah, you can have a drink. You can have a drink. Some of you need a big drink. <laughs> big drink. You know, when, someone's, when someone is dehydrated, there's signs of dehydration. Right? There's, there's signs and symptoms of dehydration. If you get too dehydrated, you gotta, you got to go what? you got to go to the hospital. you got to go to the emergency room, and they IV you up. Some of you look like you need to come to the emergency room this morning called the altar and, and stick, just get them out. Let the, let the Holy Spirit hook you up to some hydration this morning. Have a drink. Get hydrated again. You don't have to go through life being dehydrated. You don't have to go through life being dehydrated. I'm talking spiritually, obviously, but you don't have to go through life and be spiritually dry. If you find yourself being cranky, crusty Christians, have a drink. If you're finding yourself dried up and cracked out, you need to pull up to the Mount Horeb and let the dew of Hermon come upon you. <laughs> Let the waters of heaven come flood your soul again. I'm not talking about drugs when I say dried up and cracked out. However, if that that applies, if the shoe fits, the water is cleansing, it's refreshing, it's life-giving, it's nourishing. It can be absolutely devastating if you've seen a flood, the rivers of the flood. You know, I, I grew up in St. Louis and, and the, the floods of 93 and Katrina and all that happened in New Orleans and the floods there. You know, the, I've seen floodwaters. Floodwaters do a lot of damage, billions of dollars worth of damage. They, and the, the sad thing is I don't know how to swim. But, but they, could do, they, they could do damage, lots of damage, lots of damage. But then there's, 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 a, there's a power to that, recognizing the power and the authority that the river has. You know, in, in, in the falls, you can go out and watch the river, and, and you can see the falls going down. The, and it, it's beautiful. You can watch the falls. You can go out to the, what's that, what's that waterfall the, that's real popular around here? Brandywine, yeah, you can go out the gorge, another one, you can go out there and watch the fall. It's beautiful to watch the waterfalls. And, and you sit there and you're amazed at the beauty. And you take people come from all over and take pictures of Brandywine Falls. And, and it's, you're amazed at the beauty. But, but turn up the volume of that water and, and take back the, the barriers that hold it in and unleash its fury. And it, it's devastating. And so as, as beautiful it is, we recognize that it has, it has a power. There's a, there's a momentum behind that river. And, and so it is with the Spirit of the Lord, that, that he's, he's beautiful and, and, and he's, he's a delight to our soul. And yet at the same time, there's a, there's a fear and there's an awe that comes 
with his presence. You know, in Acts, it says that when the signs and wonders began to happen, that the people had fear. There was great fear that came upon the people. And, and you know, we're in a church world today where we don't want people to be fearful of God. You know, we don't, we've, we've disregarded the fear of God. We want everybody to be comfortable. We want every, everybody to like us and be happy and sit in church pews and be okay with their sin. And, we, you know, we don't want to preach on sin. We don't want to preach on Just mark the card that you want to get born again. You don't have to come down to the altar. We don't want to embarrass you. You know, whatever. We've got all of the craziness out there. But, but there is a fear of his presence. And I, I, I welcome the fear of his presence. I welcome. We need a good Ananias and Sapphira moment. We need, we need a good, good reverential fear of his glory again. It'll help the pulpit as much as it'll help the pew. We just need a, we need a good, good awe of his presence again. So when people say to me things like, well, well I'm uncomfortable or my friend is uncomfortable with the, with the power of God, good, they should be. When, when people say to me, it makes me uncomfortable when I, when I see the signs and the wonders and hear the, hear the gifts of the Spirit and operate, good, you should, be. you should be. It's a sign to the unbeliever. It's a sign of the power of his presence. Just like the river has authority, it has power, so it, the Spirit of God has, has power. And then you think about the river, if we're, while we're on this topic, you think about the river. You know, there's some qualities to the river. It, it provides transportation. The river, you can get on a river. How many of you have, have seen boats going up and down a river? You know, if I, New Orleans was one of the major hubs. We had ships coming in and through there all the time. You can sit there and watch the boats just come on up the river and down the river. And, and St. Louis, the same. You just see the ship. It's transportation. You know, you can, you can set sail on the river of the Lord, and he's going to take you somewhere. He'll never leave you where you were. You can get out on the river and let him take you into deeper places of his presence. There's the, the, the river can provide power. You know, people hook up their electric to the river and generate power. And uh, there's water. You can get source of water. You begin to think about the qualities of the river of his presence and how it can impact your life. You know, if you were to begin to plug into the power of the river of his presence... What would your life look like? If you really trusted him with his power and his presence in your life, and you stopped doing mediocrity, what would that look like? Yeah, because mediocrity is going to go. I promise you that. When you plug into the power of his presence, the the mediocrity goes. But, But what would life look like? The river of God. He's like fire. He's a refiner's fire. He's a cleansing fire. Acts 2, when the Spirit of God came there and baptized them, there were tongues of fire. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.6 to fan into flame the fire, the gift of God. Matthew 11 says that he will baptize you with what? The Holy Spirit and fire. I heard one of you. He'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. fire. The fire of God, the holiness, the purity, the cleansing, the illuminating. Yeah, in uh, one, of, one of my favorite scriptures, in John chapter 1, one of my favorite scriptures. Isaiah prophesied that, this, that the people who sat in darkness saw a what? A great light. Uh, in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I'm could preach all day here. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made. What does it say? In him was life, and the life 
was the light of men. This, this life of God, this Holy Spirit life of God, the Zoe life, the God kind of life that was resonating in and out of, of Jesus was the light. He illuminated. He is clothed with great light. The fire of God will illuminate. He is a light. His word is a light to my path. He is a, illuminating my life. The fire of God will illuminate the dark areas of your life. If you need direction, you need the Holy Spirit. If you've got dark recesses of your heart that need to be dealt with, allow the fire to burn and and he'll illuminate the areas of your life. Amen. Yeah, he's he's like a fire. He stirs up passion in your heart. Passion. If you've, you know, this this whole thing passivity, this word passivity is gotten stuck on the inside of me right lately and I, I just keep hearing it everywhere I go passivity we don't want to be passive people but people of passion we don't want to be passive and, and allow life just to happen and and humdrum and muddle by but we need to be people who are people of passion birthed by the fire of God in our bellies it's Jeremiah it's a fire his word is a fire shut up in my bones I want the spirit of God to be a fire burning on the inside side of me. I don't want to just be passive to life. I want to be passionate for God. I want to see the fullness of all that he's promised come to pass in my life. I don't want to miss one thing of it. I'm glad three of you agree. Hallelujah. The, The fire of God. He's like oil. 2 Corinthians 1 says, And it is God who establishes us with Christ and has anointed us. The anointing associated with the oil, the anointing oil. Mark 6, and they cast out demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. Psalms 23, you anoint my head with oil. Hebrews 1, 9, therefore God, I love that scripture, therefore God, your God, has anointed you with what? The oil of gladness more than all your companions. He has he's anointed you, the oil of joy, this Holy Spirit, the oil of joy. He wants to anoint you as Jesus was anointed. Yeah, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed anointed me, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit who went about doing good. Yeah, that same uh, anointing, the anointing oil is power, it's, it's, oil, it's joy, it's, 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 it's appointing, it's identity for you and I. The, the kings and the priests, the anointing oil that was applied, you and I are kings and priests unto the Lord. We've been a, anointed, we've been sanctified, set apart, and empowered for the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. And then he's like wine. The Holy Spirit's like wine. Ephesians 5.18, don't be drunk on wine, that's debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. He's making a comparison about the effects of the wine. Yeah, you, you know, we're, we're familiar, very familiar with this verse when, in New Orleans because we have this thing every year called Mardi Gras. Anybody heard that? And, and one, of their, one, of the, one of their parades is to the Bacchus God. Anybody familiar with Bacchus and what Bacchus was, was worshipped for? He was the God of wine. He was the God of drink, the alcohol God. And so they have a parade. And so what's being used here, what Paul's talking about, don't don't serve the God of Bacchus. Don't, don't be given into the God of Bacchus as you are familiar, but, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. The same, you can have the same effects. 
You can be changed. You can be transformed. The Spirit of God will affect you and change. Isn't that what happened on the day of Pentecost? Whoa, what's going on here? These people are drunk. No, they've, just, they've been drinking, but they've not been, they've not been drinking of the wine you're familiar with. They've been drinking of the Spirit of God, and He's changing them. People who were shy and couldn't, wouldn't stand up and speak in front of people and thought it would be crazy to ever be a preacher, all of a sudden, drinking in the Spirit of God, get changed and can stand up and proclaim the truth and speak the Word of God with boldness. Why? Because there's an intoxicating effect by the Spirit of God that, that enables us to stand up and say things we wouldn't ordinarily say and do things we wouldn't ordinarily do and go places we wouldn't ordinarily go. Why? Because the Spirit of God is a affecting our life. Yeah, the don't be drunk with wine, but that but be filled. Be filled. Be being filled. Be being filled. Be continually filled. This isn't a one time I got baptized in the Holy Ghost 50 years ago and prayed in tongues and haven't done it since moment. Come on. Be being filled. This is a relationship. If your if your prayer language has gotten dry and crusty, because you're not praying in the spirit, you need to step in and have a drink again. Step in and hook up, like we said earlier, to the river of life and allow that, that beautiful heavenly prayer language to bubble up on the inside of you. Yeah, Isaiah said, with stammering lips, I will, I will bring rest to this people. I will speak to this people, God says, prophesying through Isaiah. Yeah, with stammering lips and another tongue, he wants to bring refreshing to your soul. With stammering lips, yeah, brahma, seke, bromo samata, yeah, you just begin to let, let the Holy Ghost begin to stir up on the inside of you again, yeah, refreshing, brings refreshing, renewal, yeah, Song of Solomon talks about this spirit of love, the, the love of God being intoxicating, he's brought me, so, Song of Solomon says, he brought me to his banqueting house, the place of intoxication, and his banner over me was love. Yeah, he's brought me in. He's bringing you and I in to the, the place where his spirit of love can be poured out. The Bible says in Romans 5 that the Holy Spirit sheds abroad what brings us into real reality, not just a concept, not just an idea, but the reality of the love of God. So Solomon is echoing this, saying, Whoo, he brings me into this place of intoxication. He brings me in where this banner over me, the sign, the, the rally cry is love. And I'm drinking, I'm feasting on the intoxicating love of God. Have you drank of the intoxicating wine of the love of God? How, how sweet and how delectable it is. It's, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's, it, it's not just like the pre-dinner libations or the, or the whatever you go to to get your fix out there. It is, it's a heavenly satisfaction. It is a heavenly satisfaction. Delighting myself in the Lord. Delighting myself in the pleasures at his right hand forevermore. That's why you were created. Yeah, have a drink this morning. <laughs> the wine has healing properties. If you need healing, just let him pour out the oil and the wine on you this morning. Let him pour in the oil. Let him pour in the, the wine. Let him, let him cleanse you. Let him sanctify you. Let him, let him bring joy to your soul this morning. Yeah, the, you know, it's, it's funny what people get stuck on in church. 
or get, I should say, what the religious get aggravated in church by. But this, the, the joy, you know, it's funny. Because it's joy. It's funny, right? You know, it's, it's funny when people have a hard time with the joy of the Lord. You know, well, people will be okay with falling or crying or repenting. But you start, people start experiencing the joy of the Lord and watch out. You know, it's like, whoa, what is that? Drinking in his presence. When you begin to drink in his presence, there's a faith. I'm not, I'm not saying everybody's going to laugh. and I'm not going to say everybody's going to fall. But there's a drinking in of his presence that's got to happen. There's a taking in, receiving of his presence, and there's life change that's going to happen. You're going to look a little holier. There's a life change. There's holiness that's going to come in your life. There's a transformation. There's power and passion and all of these things that we've talked about. When you begin to plug in and receive from the person of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we want to plug in today. Lord, we want to plug... Pastor Grace, you can come back. Lord, we want to plug in today. We want to plug in. We want to plug in. We want to drink from the river of life. We want to delight ourselves in the, in, the, in the wine of your goodness. We want to delight ourselves in the pleasures that are flowing from your right hand forevermore. Lord, we want to, we want to jump into the, the fire where the, where the fourth man is. We want to get into the fire where, where our old self gets burned up and, and we offer ourselves as a sacrifice unto the Lord and, and passion is the result and fervency for the things of the Lord results. Lord, we want the fire of God burning on the inside of us. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.